0: They robbed him! and 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 and
1: And Jose fired in from all shields
0: sprawls and makes the save Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 65 of Beyond the Blade. I am your co-host, Chad Dedeminisus.
1: I'm your other co-host, Bill Shockey. We had uh, another super eventful trade deadline, Chad.
0: Yeah, yeah, second year in a row here. We're, uh... One trade Oh no last year There was no trades right It was nothing from Murray right? Nothing last year Nothing last year and It wasn't the, it was, McGinn was one year Before that right Yep So we've had Oh no wait hold on Well to be fair Didn't we have the Matt Bodie for Dan Catanacci trade Last year
1: <laughs> Oh yeah I think you're right <laughs> <laughs> Oh man
0: Don't sell that one short That was a That was a Huge one and Wasn't the year before that too they had, the, they had like the Seven player Huge AHL trade
1: Year before,
0: yep, mm hmm. Gotta love it, gotta love the era of Tim Murray. So, Chad and Bill are back coming at you again here on the Grandstand Sports Network. We're going to talk about the trade deadline. The Sabres got a win tonight against Tampa Bay, believe it or not. That's kind of crazy. Uh, Uh, but we'll mainly focus what was that? Vander's fault, Vander's fault, Vander's fault, Vander and Jack. They were the issues now, they're gone, and look what's (laughs) happening. Jason Pollenville scored his first goal since 2007 tonight. (laughs) <laughs> so that was good to see. Um but yeah, we're back. We're gonna focus on the deadline here primarily, maybe some other things. Uh so you brought it up. Maybe we'll start there. I guess I'll let you go first because people probably have probably read my thoughts on the Evander Kane trade. Conditional first, that's really a conditional second, uh, with San Jose resigning Kane or the Sharks win a Stanley Cup this season. Then it becomes a first round pick in twenty nineteen uh, Danny O'Regan and a conditional fourth that can be it's a conditional fourth in 2019, that I think will become a third in 2020. If San Jose oh, wow. decides to push it off a year, I think that's, I think that's how it goes.
1: That sounds correct to me.
0: But what do you think, Billy? Uh,
1: I mean, overall, the day is disappointing. I expected more players to move. I know that, uh, just said that the, the, the offers weren't there. Um, Hopefully the offers literally weren't there because at this point, I think if there was any offer, especially on guys like Pooley at Georges, he should have just taken it. Um, but uh, for the Evander Kane trade, uh, it, it's tough. It's tough because I was a huge Kane fan. Uh, just what he gave to the, uh, on the ice every night. So, And then the fact that it seemed like as the minutes ticked by since the trade happened it just kind of got worse and worse um what are you gonna do though i mean at this point right you you waited this long it's, it's kind of what the market was for you know pending ufas uh you weren't really getting a ton apparently you know he only had one real offer and he said that's what he was working off for san jose um so i mean i guess it's something You moved your biggest asset Uh, It's not necessarily what everyone was hoping for, um, but, I mean, you kind of tempered those expectations last week uh, before the trade even happened. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I'm not sure kind of what will come of it. Uh, I'll definitely be interested in following San Jose to see kind of what Kane does here on a a good team um, because he hasn't really had that in his eight years in his (laughs) career, unfortunately. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's... It's tough. It's tough to see a guy go that, you know, one of the best 5-on-5 scorers in the league uh, on a team that's struggling to score goals and you ship him out. And it's kind of where do you go from here? I think that's that's kind of the biggest thing is okay, they did it. They moved on from Kane. I wouldn't be expecting him to come back. So like now what? <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of where we are. Uh, you got a lot of holes in the team and you didn't get much of the deadline so i mean yeah you've got the extra picks the second and the third uh from the previous seasons but there's a long way to go here and that's kind of the the nerve-wracking part where macho you know at one point in the in the presser he started to give the speech of we need to be good for the long term and not good immediately and that <laughs> that makes me super nervous yeah. especially watching this team this season
0: yeah you know I, I guess that's kind of where everybody is right now. It's the what now scenario, what now situation. You know, I mean, quickly, if, if you didn't read really what I wrote about the whole Kane thing, it's again, you know, I I, I talked about it in the podcast last week, and I've even written about it, or even put it on Twitter a few times. It's it's not surprising. Uh, that's kind of what I was told last month and a half was going to be the return, a conditional second, and a mid level prospect. And they got another pick on top of it, so I guess they got more than someone thought they were going to get. So it's. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's frustrating, especially when you see guys like Hartman and Tatar and Nash and Brassard. You know, all get first round picks. Stastny. I mean, I I think Nash was an overpayment, although he looked really good for Boston last night. Uh, Stastny, I thought, was interesting. I think Winnipeg overpaid because they needed somebody because nobody would go to Winnipeg, so they took Stastny to pay a little bit more than they wanted to. But you know, with Brassard and Hartman and Tatar, the thing I gotta remember too is they all have term. At uh, least right. Broussard and Tatardu, they have term-ups in their contracts, and Hartman's a young, restricted free agent. So, again, you have you control his rights. So that's a little bit of the difference, and then just the, the interest wasn't there. Yeah, it was really between, I mean, there was four or five teams kicking the tires, but the last 24, 48 hours, it was Anaheim and San Jose, and Anaheim didn't want to pony up, and San Jose ponied up good enough near the end, and I feel like Bodwell kind of just took the best offer that was there. And you know, I mean, it, it's it's not surprising. I mean, you look you look what Vancouver got for Vanek. You know, they got another rental in Jokinen, and you know, a, I guess an okay prospect. You right. know, Patrick Maroon. You know, Shirelli said he got that offer five minutes before the deadline. That was the only offer he got. So I mean, those guys, you know, it, it wasn't there. And, and that's kind of what I talked about too before: is the market was flooded. I mean, it really was from a forward perspective, especially when you threw a guy like Stastny in there. That really wasn't even expected. And then a guy like Hartman, too, really wasn't expected. I mean, that floods it even more. So it was kind of a whole bunch of bad things that piled into one unfortunate day. Uh, I I don't know what else Bottle could have done. And even with the other players in the team, you know, Georges and Pouliad and Leonard, there was no market there. And you even saw um, Friedman confirm that today in his 31 Thoughts. There was no market for goaltending. There was one goalie that was moved. Well, two, technically, but... One yeah. to be a starter, and that was Moraza who went to Philly. So, I don't know. And then Georges and Pouliot, like, I don't know. They can barely stand a lineup here. You think somebody else is going gonna, is gonna to trade for those guys to give up assets? You know, I mean, but once Ottawa waived Johnny Oduya, that's when I kind of solidified for me. There's no way that the Sabres are trading Georges because if someone's not paying for Johnny Oduya, there's no way they're going to pay for Josh Georges. So it's it's it stinks, you know. The team is bad, so I guess that's what you get when you have a bad team. You know, you only have one tradable asset really, and that's kind of how it turns out. And I don't know. Like I said, back to the kind of question, it, it it's a what now? You know, where do we go from here? You know, there's you know you get Danny O'Regan, but at best case scenario, he's going to be a bottom six forward for you. He'll help Rochester for now, but it's it's you know it, it's it's now it's looking in the off season. You know, there's. What it, are you going to be able to get some production from anybody in the minors besides Gouley? You now, we don't know if middle stat's going to start here next year, we don't know if Nylander is going to be able to. I mean, Bailey and Baptiste look like they're not going to give you much besides best case bottom six forwards. So, it's I mean, it's kind of I don't know, it, it's really not that thrilling around here. I mean, the one thing is maybe you, you lose some games here, although beating Tampa Bay is not going to help your cause, but. You lose some games and increase your lottery odds and get some ping pong balls to bounce your way. But even if it doesn't, I mean I guess you gotta hope it doesn't really bounce against you if we drops like five or six, but right. even if you end up in the one, two, or three, I mean, Dalin, Svechnikov, and Zadina are the, probably the top three guys right now, there's any of those guys can be impact. I mean, Dalin's the obvious number one and you know, he's a little above Svechnikov and Zadina, but you know one of those players would be fine. It's just I don't know. And there's really even nothing to watch in these last 17, 18 games, too. There's no Eichel. There's no Ghoulies not here. There's, I mean, you're like, oh, maybe C.J. Smith will come up. Nope, he's out four to six weeks. So it's like you really have nothing to watch. It's, I don't know, hopefully Evan Rodriguez keeps scoring goals. I mean, that, that that's really what you're watching for, these last 17 games, and it's frustrating. And I, I get people's frustration, you know, just – that was maybe the day people were hoping that they'd have some confidence moving forward, and it came in as a big dud. And I think that's why everybody's so mad is because they were, they were hoping that the deadline day would be something to give them to look forward to next season, the off season.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I'll start by saying Erod looked really good tonight. He did. Um, and he I, did. And I think you know, going all the way back even to the the preseason, uh, him getting re- him looking really good before the injury, and now him like starting to pick it up again. Uh, at this point, it's a good sign, at least moving forward in the next season, but um, yeah, I I think you hit it on the head there at the end, it's just, when you're going through a season like this, when you're expecting to at least be, you know, sniffing around the playoffs at this point, and it just, the the, the sad thing is that the deadline really just hasn't been this, the last probably three or four years, kind of in general around the league, not necessarily just for the Sabres, but i know you know previously what you're really looking for for teams like this is just some kind of hope uh just some kind of okay we got you know three four picks here at the deadline now we got you know more options more guys to look at for for scouting and 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 just what the possibility of what could be uh going forward and and just when that doesn't even happen you're
0: hoping to be the rangers basically is what you're hoping for i mean right
1: (laughs) you just gotta like grin and bear it and uh Keep moving forward, and, and for, unfortunately, looking at the the Americans and hoping that they can do something uh, going forward, so that you have you know potentially something to look forward to. And I don't want to get too deep into it because I got a bunch of questions here uh, that I want to uh, pull in for you, and a, a lot of them tie into that. But yeah, it's just it's tough. It's tough the way the season's gone, and now, like you said, you don't have Michael the rest of the way. Um, you're <laughs> you're kind of just. Doing what we, I feel like at least I've done uh, since pretty much January. And that's just, can't wait for the season to just end.
0: Yeah. Uh, wait for the playoffs, start so you can go back to watching hockey again.
1: Pretty much. I mean, it's, 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 it's unfortunate. It really is. But, man, he's he's got some work to do. And uh, House is not far behind. He's, he's really got to start, you know, getting these guys pulling all in the same direction. And, and obviously you're going to hear a lot kind of going back to Kane of you know the the attitude and how he can just show up and doesn't really have to work hard and that kind of went through the locker room and I mean you're going to hear those stories now that he's gone at this point but right I mean yeah, a whole team though it's like it can't just be one guy <laughs> no whole <laughs> know I know it is looking the way they are so uh, I wouldn't necessarily even if they say somehow do kind of turn it around here at the end uh, I really wouldn't be looking to the one trade or, or one injury uh, being the X factor for that. Um, they just they got a lot of work to do uh, from from management all the way down to the players. There's <laughs> there's a lot of work to be done to to turn this around to be at least a competitive team, let alone a uh, playoff-contending winning team.
0: Right. I mean, so before we get to your question, you did mention a few things I want to touch on there. So the one thing that should be mentioned is the reputation thing of Kane because that played in that was a big factor in what happened on Monday too. I mean, they're just I mean he's been a better player he's been a better guy the last year and a half And personally I've been around him and I, I can attest to that but I mean you know it, it, it's anywhere, it, it's in a job that you have it's it's hockey it's sports, it, it's anywhere I mean just think about anybody you know that has a reputation they might not be that same guy now they were a year and a half ago but they still have that reputation you know and once you have the reputation established around you it's really hard to shake and and that's why the interest wasn't there and, and personally you know I mean, if Kane's agent's looking for somewhere between 7 and 8 in the off season, I think they're in for a rude awakening when the summer comes, unless he really kills it in San Jose. And that might be where he gets the max dollar in San Jose because he plays well. They right. have him there. The team likes him. They're used to him. And maybe that's where he maximizes his dollar. But if he goes to the open market and doesn't take maybe the best San Jose offer, he, like I said, he might be in for a rude awakening because I don't think anybody's buying him for more than three or four years anyways. And I can't see somebody going, you know, seven and a half million for three years or four years. I just, I can't see it. So we will see. I mean, he looked good last night. He had two assists. He got a little mini scrap thing, kind of. Not really, but I guess, you know. So, I mean, Joe Thornton's picking him up at the airport at midnight. So, (laughs) I mean, so far, so good for things in San Jose. And then the last thing I want to touch on, you mentioned, is on Housley. I, I think they're, you know, the defense, we really haven't seen that. We haven't even seen a lot of Housley's touch on the defense, you know, him making things better. Wrist uh, alignment's kind of gone backwards. Uh, we don't really know how scandal was before he got here. Housley could have held, maybe not. Uh, Antipin is kind of coming along slowly, but he's getting better. you Bolu- <coughs> hasn't been what we thought. Uh, Bogosian looked good when he played, but it was only 18 games. But one guy I think Housley should get credit for, and that's Casey Nelson. He looks like a much different player than he did when he was here. Last year, or even the year before that, and you know, I I think he's he's not going to be the greatest skater in the world, and he's probably playing over where he should be. But I I think definitely he's a guy that we never mentioned as a possibility, like going forward. Where I think kind of have to consider that now.
1: I mean, he was he was really good when he came out. Um Oh, he didn't score he was points, first, right? Yeah, the first couple <laughs> games. That's all we were saying. <laughs> all he does is score points. Nothing flashy, but the guy would always find his way on the score sheet. And I mean, if he can find that, you know, after disappearing for the last year and a half here, uh, I mean, it's, it's only good things, you know. Because we, I feel like anybody that we talk about, especially in the off season or as potential hopefuls going into a season, uh, they kind of either barely meet those expectations, expectations or fall short. Uh, so if we get a guy or two here that, you know, maybe at least come back into the fold. I mean, like I've heard nothing about Fashing. I know he had the injury too, but yeah. guys like that—if if they can just at least come back into the fold here and, and give you something—that'll uh, at least be you know <laughs> helpful going forward. I kind of wonder. Antipin's a weird one for me, where I—I I don't even know if this is fair, but I kind of want to say the kind of the way they've handled him is maybe hurt him. I agree. I, I feel like he's just—I feel like he could be a much better player if they just let him literally play. Um, no. But it that necessarily hasn't been the the case all year, and and I know it's tough coming over from you know the KHL and, and getting used to the NHL and you know the American uh, Americanizing and like getting into the not even just the the NHL but the culture and, and all that. But the language
0: itself, I mean, <laughs>
1: exactly the barrier can be tough. So, but it's still, I mean, it's it's still hockey, and the guy you know he knows how to play it, so it's. It's tough. I, I mean, he's definitely made strides. And I think he's played better as the season has gone on. But I just wonder, you know, if he hadn't sat so much, especially with the way the defense has been. I mean, if they were playing well throughout the season, I could see maybe that being the case. But, I mean, they haven't been. You've had Georges and, and Falk and wow, just guys in and out of the lineup yep. forever. Tennyson, <laughs> who <Yep>. was, <laughs> you know, the the golden child for 25 games <laughs> there. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. The defense is It's just such a big question mark. And it'll be very interesting to see how much or how little is done because I I just wonder now that he's he's had a season uh, to watch everything and get used to the the room and the guys, how much of a change. He talked a lot about how change needs to come and change needs to happen. Uh, But we didn't see much of the deadline. He said it was basically because of the market and the offers that weren't there. So the off-season has got to be it. Uh, I expect maybe – a big mover too and then a lot of little stuff because i mean from yeah, at this point now with what's on the roster the top six all the way to bob six uh definitely need some help
0: yeah no i agree and then the last guy before we get to, we'll get to your questions Tom. the last guy i want to throw out there for people to watch in rochester is sean malone the forgotten man he mm-hmm. has kind of he's kind of doing the gergensons thing where he kind of didn't do anything the first half of his rookie year, and then he's starting to slowly and then quickly and now making an even bigger impact for the Emmerich. So that's somebody to watch. You know, he played four years at I believe it was four years at Harvard. Um, I think he was a former second or third round pick. So or no, I'm sorry, he was like a fifth pick, fifth round pick. Uh, but anyways, you know, keep an eye on him. He's turning things around. He's playing with Nylander, and the two of them look good together. So that's something exciting to watch. But you said you have some questions you want to discuss, mm-hmm. so. Let's throw them out here.
1: Yeah, so I mean, a lot of these, or not a lot of them, but some of them we have touched on. But I think we can get a little deeper into each one. Um, so I think the first one, maybe we can just go, we'll probably go a little back and forth here. What do you think Kane's going to do in San Jose? I mean, you said it. He had two assists his first night. He had two shots, four hits. Uh, I mean, he was Kane. He was Kane on the ice, and you know, with with like you said, Thornton picking him up, uh, really trying to get him you know, into the San Jose locker room and, and get them acclimated quickly uh, so that he can kind of help them not only push for the playoffs here at the end, but uh, be a factor into the playoffs once they get there.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's a West Coast player. You know, that, that's why West Coast made sense for him. He's he's quick, he can hit, he's on a play to play physical, he can score goals. Uh, he played with Pavelski and Donskoy last night, and that looked to work out pretty well. I mean, Pavelski is the best player Besides Iko, that like, we probably would have played with in his career. Uh I don't know if he ever got to play with Kolbutchuk in Atlanta, but I mean that that's a really good center for him. I think it's a good fit in San Jose. And that that's why a lot of people are nervous about the condition on the pick. And I don't know. I, I could see that working out there, you know. I, I could see that him re signing there. You know, it, it's he's I, I again, I see him as a California kind of guy. You know, he doesn't really like say. the cold, he goes to Vegas, he has a place in California. Uh, he likes to go away to warm trips and stuff like that. So I could see that being a place for him. And, and then without, you know, a lot of suitors, I, I think it might make sense. And just in general this season, I, I think he'll do well. I think he'll continue to score. He'll continue to put up points. Uh, playing with Pavelski and maybe Thornton, he'll have the opportunity to do that. Uh, I mean, it's a much better team than he played on here. He doesn't have to be the main guy there. He's just now he's kind of a, you know, he's still a primary player, but he's not, it's not Keenan Michael you know. of there's Pavelski, and Donskoy can score, and Couture, and Thornton has 500,000 assists, end. and Burns. Yeah, I mean, there are some players on that team. And so, you know, I, I think that'll that'll work out pretty well for him. I think it's a great opportunity, and I'm really excited to see him play in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, I, I pretty much reiterate all of it. I think that, to your biggest point kind of in the beginning there, is I, I think San Jose just fits his lifestyle. I think if he can, quote, like, be – away getting away and and be in that you know the warmer weather be on the beach basically every day uh then he doesn't really have to get away right um so i think it'll help him uh i just i I think he's going to do really well uh to you know for the rest of the season here and and like you said man having the playoffs is going to be exciting to see um so i hope they get there they they have a spot right now i think they're what second second in the pacific yeah so All good things, hopefully. Uh, The video was nice too. Uh, I think it was. Yep. At least uh, he did a good job at having it come across as heartfelt, and I like how he talked about the kids that changed him that while he was here, uh, and he hoped how he changed their lives too. It's just uh, whether it is or not, uh, it's not our issue or debate anymore, which will be nice. But uh, he sounded like a changed man. So for his sake, I hope so, and and I hope only good things. Moving on in San Jose next we did touch on this one basically but are you looking for anything uh the rest of the way here in buffalo or is it all rochester are you mostly just f- focusing on the lotto race here for the sabers at the end
0: yeah i mean it's kind of what it is you know it's, it's it's watching what other teams are doing in the bottom uh i mean there's some guys i mean there's you know you hope rodriguez does well and nelson and Teepen. uh it would be nice if rissline found his game which i think he's starting to again back with Scandela. I don't know why they ever broke it up in the first place. I think like that's kind of his partner he needs. Um,
1: they went out and got him for that reason.
0: Right, exactly. And then I guess Hope Reinhardt keeps going. Uh, he's played well recently, which is good. So, yeah, I mean, besides that, it, it, for me, it's be a lot of focus on Rochester. See how Gooley's doing. Uh, Nylander, you know, and I mean, like I said, Sean Malone, Daniel O'Regan, see how he fits there. Um, Bailey, I need him to... Start filling the score sheet again. He really hasn't done anything. I know he had that injury too, but he's really done nothing since he's been back there. I think he just scored his first game recently, his first goal recently since opening night in Rochester. That's not good. So I kind of want to see something from Bailey and Rochester. And, you know, now I'll maybe, you know, now I'll shift my focus to some college players. You know, maybe I'll start to watch Uh Middlestat when I can or Borgen or, you know, I mean, I'll be looking into prospects too. So maybe I'll try to catch Cliff Poo in some games and. Some other guys in the minors. So that's kind of where my focus will be.
1: Or speaking of the forgotten man, Asplitt.
0: Yeah, yeah, him too.
1: <clears throat> I think he could be a sneaky wild card here uh, going into next season. But So next, Leonard. We talked about him a little bit. He wasn't at the deadline. The market wasn't there. Uh, we talked about that last week, unless they were trying to do just kind of a a one-for-one one in the, the island, which did not happen. What do you think the chances are he starts here next season?
0: Yeah, we had that uh, – Leonard kind of – not Leonard himself, but Leonard has sparked some blogger versus mainstream media drama (laughs) here the last few days on Twitter. I was
1: not going to bring that
0: up. I had to throw it in there. Uh, Of course. You know, I'm not going to get into that, but I just want to throw it in there. But um, team blogger, by the way. Anyways, uh, I I don't know. It's interesting what they're going to do with Leonard. You know, I don't don't know. Uh, I I think that this is all Mark's team next year, Uh, but the issue is how much – how much value was Leonard going to have in the offseason? I mean, right now, I mean, Chad Johnson playing his second game with how well he played today. I'm not going to be surprised to see Chad Johnson play again in Florida. So we're going to see Chad Johnson here maybe more than Leonard the last 18-ish games. Is that going to lower his value? I don't know. And then did they not qualify him and just let him walk as a free agent? That's possible, but then you don't get anything for the asset. But if really there's no value there, what are you losing? So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting how they go about it because – because I don't think Johnson will be back, and they'll need a second goalie to go with Allmark. But are you going to want to have Allmark and Leonard here? Because then Leonard's making four now, i probably going to have to pay him more than four. And you want Allmark to be your starter, not to sit on the bench. So it's I don't know. The goaltending situation will be pretty interesting next season. You know, it. It's, I think the only clear thing is Allmark will be here. Uh, beyond, hmm. beyond that, I think it's it's pretty cloudy. I don't know about how you feel about it.
1: Yeah, I think you're definitely. You're probably looking at somebody getting picked up uh, in free agency, I would think, for next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if they move uh, Leonard or move on from Leonard, I think that at this point is probably what'll happen. Uh, how they go about doing that, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. But <clears throat> I don't know. I just I feel like they, especially this. This regime has no ties to Leonard, um, right. so I feel like they, it's going to be easier for them to at least make the case when they let him walk or they move him for, you know, a lower pick or whatever they're able to do. Um, I just think that if Botchel's serious about you know making this his team and really starting to make the changes necessary, um, I think that's probably one of the first places you'll see it. Uh, if he lets Leonard go, he brings Olmark up. Probably picks up a guy in the off season, uh, like um, I know that uh, Murray got Chad Johnson, but you know how he wanted Zach off initially. Yeah. I could see something like that happening, like a younger backup who hopefully not Zach
0: off who's in the minors. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> but but you know what I mean. It's, yeah, it's I mean he, he could try to pick that.
0: a guy from Pittsburgh. They have a few there. Maybe he picks one of their goalies off. Although they just got rid of Gustafson, so maybe they won't move one. But.
1: Yeah, because yeah, you're you're gonna need somebody that if you know if Hallmark starts to struggle, somebody that can come in and, and play maybe a week or two. Yep. Um. So it'll be interesting to see which way they go here. Um. But yeah, I, I know I at this point I wouldn't bet Leonard being on the team next season.
0: No, definitely not.
1: So with the disappointing deadline, how much of an overhaul do you expect in the off season? Outside, more of an outside uh, bringing in guys or Rochester guys needing to make the jump. Earlier this week on GR Baker. Said that he only sees Gooley and CJ making the team with a possibility of Malone. If that's the case, that scares the crap out of me because I would think I need a lot more guys, especially if they go on a little bit of a run in the playoffs here, uh, to make the jump. So, what do you think?
0: Yeah, you know, I I don't really disagree with Baker. You know, we kind of talked about it a little bit. You know, what what have I seen from Fashing and I mean Baptiste to an extent. I mean Baptiste's been up and down, uh, or Bailey. You know, I mean I I haven't seen anything. What what makes me think they're going to be any sort of impact players next year. You know, like I said, Ghouli definitely going to be here. Let's not kid ourselves. Ghouli is 100%, 100% going to be here next season. Uh, even Bottle just said this week when he's on WGR that he actually would be here right now if it wasn't from that injury that he had. So, I mean, that tells you what he thinks about Ghouli. So, Ghouli will 100% be here. Uh, I think CJ Smith will be here next season. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, you're going to get Nelson to come out, Malone. We'll see what happens with him. It's, I mean, you're going to get middle state, I guess, who possibly as an outside chance. I just, I don't want to put too much on that kid. I mean, he looks really good, but I, I just, I'm trying to reserve myself and not put too much on him coming here. People get too excited about him. Uh, and Nylander, you know, he just, I don't know how much of the injury is and how much he's certainly a 19 year old kid. And if he needs another full year in Rochester, then maybe halfway through next season, we see him make that jump to be wanted to see this year. Uh, so I, I think Nylander is a wild card, but. Yeah, beyond that, I I don't know. I mean, they have to make moves. And I think they're going to re-sign Reinhardt. And what that means to me, what that means to me, is you have to move either O'Reilly or Ristolainen. Because those are your two big pieces, because we we know Jack Eichel's not going anywhere. So those are your two big pieces that you have to make a big trade. So one of them have to go. And if you want to do that to get... Like I I mentioned when I talked to the guy at the 716 podcast, maybe you call Carolina and say, hey... Take Rissa Linen, give us Justin Falk or Noah Hannafin and some sort of deal there. Let's work that out. You know, maybe that's something you can figure out and you can kind of get a mix up there. Or maybe you get O'Reilly moved, and I don't know, do you then go try to be competitors in the John Tavares sweepstakes because you need another center? It's.
1: Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't I mean, bet on that. I
0: wouldn't bet on that because Savaris wants to go to a winner. So unless Kylo Polson, if Matt Molson's still here, somehow I'll talk him into that. But I don't think Molson will be here either. But um, yeah, we're we're away from that. So let's not gonna people too crazy about that idea. But <laughs> it, it, if it were me, I I think, honestly, I think they're going to try to use wrist in some sort of chip to shake things up and see if they can kind of do a switch somewhere on their defense. That's just my two cents. I don't know what how you think or how they're going to go about it or what they're going to use.
1: It's crazy. I mean, it's tough for me because I just – we see how bad this bottom six has been all season. And to me, yes, we haven't really seen the flashes that you want to from Bailey, Baptiste, bashing all those guys you've mentioned that are down in the AHL right now. But, I mean, how much worse can these guys really be? And I,
0: so I, I, mean, I, I mean wonder – If they bring speed, okay, that's good. That's one thing, but – they're not gonna score goals and okay, all they are is fast players who don't do anything for me, you know. I, I need them to be able to score goals too. I don't need just straight speed that skates up and down the wings and doesn't do anything. That that's my yep. fear is I bring them up, okay look, we're a quicker team down there, but we still can't score any goals unless Jack I scores three a night. Like that's I, mean, you know.
1: I, I potentially. I mean, how do you how do you know that though? You, you don't. I mean, right now I've got Jordan Nolan playing fifty games a year. Yeah. So, and and that's a problem. <laughs> so No, I agree. But I mean, so it. I,
0: just, it like I said, It's so hard because then you have to get deep down the middle, and I, I don't know because right now all you have is O'Reilly and Eichel, and Reinhardt can't play center,
1: which I is crazy. Because two I, years ago we were talking about how deep down the middle this team's going to be.
0: Right, and I mean, Middlestat could be a center, but I don't think you start him there next year. I think you start him on the left wing next year. Don't make him be a, a number right. three center, you know. It's it's hard unless you can get Malone to come up here and be a difference maker, and like you said, maybe Aspen is different. Maybe they go sign a third line center or trade for one somewhere. I, I haven't looked at the free agency list that much. Uh, a, a guy Luther, in free agency quickly, that it's not pretty. No, a guy that I would be interested in, in free agency that that I would watch. It's not Tavares, but if Washington lets John Carlson out of out of DC, I would go hard after him. That that that's what I would do if I was Bottle, to fix that defense. He can skate. He can play defense, and he can provide offense from the blue line, too. And they need all three of those things. I, I think he would be a perfect fit here. He's going to cost a lot of money, but that, that's where I would spend my money over at Tavares personally.
1: I don't think you have any shot at Tavares being realistic. No no, 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 no,
0: I'm just saying. I
1: think nine times out of ten, he's staying in the Islanders over coming to Buffalo. It, like, if if those are the two choices, I bet you he stays. So I, just, I, don't, I don't know how how you can entice them, I guess, at this point. Because this year was supposed to be the year where you you go off and you're able to entice free agents because, hey, we made the playoffs this year and we're a team, you know, turning it around. So when you have a season like this this year, I just, I don't, it's been, what, now, six years, seven years? Yeah. Since you made the playoffs. So it's just, I I just don't know how you make that argument for a big, you know, a big splash, especially a guy like John Tavares, who, yes, you got a postal last year, um, but I think that was kind of a special scenario and the fact that he's kind of you know, fallen off a little bit here this season. Um, I just don't know how much pull you're gonna get on a guy who's like Oposo's good, but Tavares is a superstar. Uh, I just and he can basically pick anywhere he wants to go.
0: Yeah. I mean so you know the I thing too that happening. to remember is I don't mean to cut you off, you can go back to it, but I just thought about one and I to forget about it. The one thing too is you have to account for that top three to five pick they're going to get. So that player could be an impact next season, depending where they fall. But that's another possibility you can kind of throw in here to make your offense better. And if it's Dalene, it makes your defense better.
1: Potentially, but I mean, now you're
0: again, you're hoping 18 and 19 year olds can you know make a difference on your team, right?
1: It, well, Exactly. You're a guy who hasn't stepped ice in the NHL now is one of your best bargaining chips besides Eichel. That's, well, I wouldn't say tough, yeah, I wouldn't say a bargaining a chip, style. but one of your
0: best players, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it, bargaining chip in regards to pulling guys in. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's a tough sell.
0: Yeah. No, got,
1: uh, the next two, actually, you kind of just touched on. I had a, you have a surprise player that you would expect to not be on the roster next year. You kind of touched on it with O'Reilly and Ristolainen. Uh, so maybe getting a little deeper into that, I think uh, Ristolainen's been kind of the one that's been talked about because uh, he's kind of got a good contract here. Um, but a little bit at the deadline, O'Reilly talk started to creep up a little bit. In the beginning of the season, we were talking about Reinhardt a bunch uh, as potentially being moved instead of Kane. Now that Kane is gone, I definitely think you see Reinhardt, especially how he's turned it around here in the second half of the season. I think he gets a bridge deal at a good price, and then you um, kind of negotiate in two or three years, depending on how that first deal goes. So I think you're right. I think it comes down to basically an O'Reilly move, a Ristolani move. I mean, Leonard is a a big player I guess you could say but I think both of us just don't expect him to even be around Um, so I wonder kind of what you can get Uh, what do you get O'Reilly's got a huge contract Uh, you're going to have to eat some of it probably yep and Ristolainen I mean it's a better contract he's a younger player but again he hasn't necessarily been what you need especially this year I mean Housley you're looking for him to come in and and fix Ristolainen with all the guys that Bottrell got in the offseason. We we're talking about Ristolainen not to play as many minutes. That really hasn't been the case. Um, so, yeah, I guess you can say you've kind of showcased them because he's played so much. But I think moving either of those guys, it's it's, it's not going to be easy. Um, but I think if you find the right partner, which is the important part, part, I definitely think you can make it work. But now you're looking to probably you know, a, a two-year rebuild here, two-year mini rebuilds here to to get some guys and then and then get them into the system, that C-word if you want, build the culture and, and go. Yep.
0: Yeah, it, it it's hard, you know. And the thing about O'Reilly is, I mean, I just had Botterill a month ago telling me that he sees him as a part of the future, you know, and I would say maybe he's GM speaking me, but the way he replied to the question, he's asked if, you know, we should consider an O'Reilly trader if he's part of the future, and, you know, he, he slipped and basically said 100% he's part of the future. And then kind of went into his GM talk, and like, so I think that's kind of telling. And then, you know, I, I, I don't love the idea of t- trading wrist lining because you don't have any defense, <laughs> so the one somewhat good defender you have, you're going to move out, but, I mean, if you want to take this team up, it's, if it's not going to be Reinhardt and it's not going to be Eichel, those are the only two pieces you have.
1: Well, I, um, wonder, I wonder how much the lottery pick would have on this kind of move. Say you, what it is. say you say you win the lottery, you get number one. It makes it a little easier to move a guy like Ruslan.
0: Oh well, yeah. Then that changes everything. If you end up with Dalene, then that's a whole different conversation. If you end up with Dalene, you can sign Carlson in the off season. Then I am hundred percent trading Ruslanin. <laughs>
1: interesting, interesting. <laughs> makes you think, uh, huh? <laughs> for, for a minute there, I had a little bit of gleam of hope in my eye, and I forgot to say words. <laughs> So speaking of the defense, uh, we kind of touched on this one too recently, but I'll throw it out there anyways. This year obviously was about seeing how the overhaul of defense was going to go since you overhauled basically half the defense and then uh, Bogosian decided not to play all season. (laughs) Obviously it didn't go well. So do you see another overhaul, like part two here? Or do you see maybe just kind of a smaller thing where, you know, say they don't move wrist to line and does just Georges go, Gulley moves up, and you basically have pretty much the same core – because I don't think Bolu is going anywhere. So you're looking at if that's the case, you know, another Rissalid and Scandella McCabe. Who's been injured a ton too? Uh, Bogosian, Gouli, Nelson. Potentially Nelson.
0: So there's yeah. seven. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's how, how it would go. Honestly, you know, if you're not moving Rissalid, and uh, I doubt you're getting anybody to bite on Bogosian. Um Bolu. I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna take him, and he can worst case scenario he can be your seven and, yeah, I mean, Ghoulie comes out, and then maybe they re-sign Nelson, who's an unrestricted free agent, they keep him around, and then you go again, and you hope that your goaltending maybe makes some more saves with Allmark,
1: and... I wouldn't necessarily count on that.
0: No, no, I wouldn't either. I I, I think, if anything, it'll be the same as what you're getting now, and this hasn't been bad. I mean, there's been some rough nights, but overall Mm -hmm. it hasn't been bad. Um... And maybe you hope your offense is better, which can take some pressure off your defense. Maybe Gouley is really, really good, and that helps a lot. You know, Maybe he can step up and be your number one. Ugh, again, it puts so much pressure on these kids. It's so hard, but that's kind of the only hope you have. I Maybe he can be your top pair defenseman, and then and risslein can be your second pair, and Rissa doesn't have to play 30 minutes a night. If you have Ghouli, you can take some pressure off him. And then, I don't know, can Nelson play with Ghouli and then there's your... your your top pair there because Nelson's your stay at home and Gooley's your go guy and then can I get Bagogian and McCabe to get that magic and there's my six right there I, I don't know I mean it, that that's probably what you have to hope for honestly If first it's line stays weird. you know right
1: it's kind of what we're hoping for this season right. and injuries and, and yeah. the beginning poor start kind of that fell apart I mean, um, one
0: guy we haven't mentioned either is Antipan he's restricted free agent is he back next year too
1: he's definitely I mean he's the biggest wild card in my mind right does just he go back to russia does he does, them, does, does they trade him somewhere he?
0: else yeah
1: right because i mean yeah, nobody knows how he feels right uh he could be he could be you know totally fine and understand it on the other flip side he could be you know totally pissed off want to be moved yep. or just go back Yep. uh so i i wouldn't in my mind i'm probably not expecting him to be around no matter how it happens um but an interesting thing that kind of popped in my head was uh, when you said, I, I don't know if I'll get anybody to bite on Bogosian, I laughed to myself, you know, chuckling, saying, man, I wish Edmonton had some good players left. Um, <laughs> but, and then you were talking about potential needs for center. I mean, Nugent's still there. Ryan
0: Nugent Hopkins, yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe you get something like that to work. Uh, Bogosian for Nugent
0: Hopkins, straight up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sure, I, I mean it's
0: Shirelli yet. you never know but I, I, throw I, throw don't, know, I don't know about that there, but he <laughs> probably could
1: um, make that phone call I, I just <sighs> the defense man it's tough which kind of rolls into my, my last question here um, in your opinion sitting here today what's the biggest move or the bigger move of the two that needs to happen for the forwards I can't believe we're still saying this but Michael <laughs> is winger Or just an overhaul of the bottom six and get some guys in here that can score and and get some secondary scoring because there's literally been three or four guys that have put up all the points this entire season.
0: I I think it's the bottom six. What you have to hope for is Reinhardt goes back with Jack and Middlestad or Smith can come be that guy next year. And then, or the guy you draft um, if it's one one of the forwards. And then but that bottom six, man, you have to address that. I mean, it's, I mean, look at the lineups. I know they won the game, but, I mean, they, they have their first line the a second line, and then they have three fourth lines. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, I mean. I mean Shame I, Rod- on
1: me. I forgot Seth Griffith existed.
0: Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Until today. I mean, Rodriguez looks like he's going to be a nice third-line player for you, a nice third-line center, and that's big. Right. And if you can get Malone to slot in as your four, then maybe you're okay with Eichel, O'Reilly, Rodriguez, and Malone. Maybe that works works for you, you know. And. You know Rodriguez is kind of a guy we forgot about, didn't touch on very much, and I mean he even looked good playing with Eiko before Eichel got hurt on the wing. So I don't know, maybe if they want to move him to the left back to left wing, but I think he's doing so well at center. They'll leave him at center, but if you put him at center and you get some guys around him, maybe you get him with I don't know Bailey, or maybe he plays with C.J. Smith, and then you sign a third line right winger that's not Benoit Pouliot who just got bought out to play that position with some speed and then maybe you're kind of getting to go here. It's it, but I I think the bottom six is the huge need. I mean, you gotta, you gotta fix that. It it is a borderline, borderline two line team, but really only one and a half lines. And, you know, it's good to see how a has turned things around now that he's played more in the season. So that kind of gives me hope that he's not going to be a train wreck for the rest of his career. So that's, that gives you some hope there. Uh, but, I know Palmeville scored today, but I, I don't know. A best case scenario, he's a fourth line guy next year that doesn't give you much. And you know, beyond that, it's, it's slim pickings. You know, it's it's Rodriguez and uh, on this roster now. That's really it. You know, says I'm done with that. You know, Larson Firesun. can go. Josephson is. I don't know. Josephson's replaceable. Uh, Jordan Nolan, please goodbye. And. You know, Baptiste, okay, you can stick around. Maybe you can be my fourth-line guy you know, or my or a third-line guy too next year. And I think those roster spots will be open for Bailey and Baptiste in fashion if he wants to play or, or even Nylander. Just I, I don't <laughs> – this time last year we had confidence in those guys, and I, I just I, – I can't. I, I cannot go into off season banking on one of those four guys, giving me something when now I've gone a year and a half basically or even two years if you want it. And I haven't Uh really gotten a thing from any of them.
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, we did talk about, you know, talking up those guys and how they needed to make the jump this year. But we also did say if they didn't make the jump this year, their NHL careers, at least with the Sabres, are very much a question. Especially that they're all
0: restricted free agents. Fashing, Baptiste, and Bailey are all restricted free agents. Are the Sabres going to sign all of them, or are they going to use one or two of them and maybe some pieces for some bigger trades? It wouldn't shock me. It would not shock me.
1: No. And at this point, I you kind of got to hope it does. And I think that's kind of at least my biggest frustration at this point is no overhauls don't happen overnight when a new GM comes in. But I think at this point where this team is and where we are in the season, I think you at least see more than we have. Mm -hmm. And and we just, I mean, yes, he, he showed up Rochester and and they, they've been much better this year. Obviously they're not the bottom of the league. They're going to make the playoffs this year. Um, so that's a nice story, but, I mean, the big club basically didn't change. And now we're sitting here, and yeah, he did those things to, you know, kind of overhaul the defense. He made the one big trade for Scandella. He picked up Beaulieu. I think Antipin was just coming here either way. Um, So, I, I mean, I really don't think to this point you've really seen him put any kind of mark or direction for where he wants them to go. So I think at this point what, what we're kind of waiting for is just a sign, a sign of where in his mind he wants the Sabres to be. So then we can at least take that and kind of gather our you know, our ideas and opinions around it and, and kind of you know, show the direction that this team is, is going to go because as of right now you don't have a lot and yeah. you're not very good which is not a good spot to be in no not at Uh, all
0: not at all i mean scott wilson's also the guy i thought of while you were talking to that you know he's an rfa and i can see him being a bottom six forward and he looks like a nice pickup he can skate he can score some goals here and there so we shouldn't discount him either um but yeah do you that all your questions
1: you sound disappointed. but Yes, <laughs> I'm not disappointed. It's just be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just I looked at the clock here. It was funny. We talked about before this podcast. we were only really going to go 20, 30 minutes, and we're at forty-seven yeah. minutes and counting. So, <laughs> just thought it was funny. For we, that. But that's hey, it's good. Wrap. You know, it's good hockey conversation. You know, so nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, I really think that's it. You know, for this week. You know, we covered a lot. Uh, a lot of the future, and that that's kind of where we're going to go here. You know, it's a lot of these podcasts that we do do over the next month and a half of the season is is really going to be a lot of on the future. You know, we're going to talk about Rochester, we're going to talk about rookies, and we're going to talk about draft players because unless something crazy happens with this this team at the NHL level, I mean, there's really nothing to talk about. It's unfortunate, it's a bummer, but that's the reality, reality of the situation. And uh, a lot of people really are just shift their focus to the off season. So that's – I feel like we'll get a head start on it, which is never good when, you know, May and June comes because you've been talking about the off season for three months. So you can mm-hmm. – <laughs> You kind of talk about the same things over and over again, but, you know, it is what it is. So, um, you know, I appreciate people listening. I appreciate you coming back, you know, hanging in through this season. It's been rough for me. It's been rough for Bill. I'm sure it's been rough for you. Uh, so really appreciate you guys listening, uh, following us, interacting with us on Twitter. So continue to do so at BTBHockey. Uh, make sure you follow us on iTunes and Spreaker. Um, you know, check out the Grandstand Sports Network, our partner there. So there you got some a lot of good stuff with all different sports, all different hockey teams, so definitely check that out. Uh, they're going to be big on the NFL Draft and Combine that's coming up here in the next few months. So make sure you check that out there. And lastly, I don't know. I, I don't really have a lastly. You know, it, it, it was giving you guys more of the fans more credit for hanging around and sticking with it. Um, you know, maybe next week or the next week or two, you know, kind of want to touch on maybe the outlook from a season ticket holder perspective, because there's really not a lot to look forward to. I'm kind of curious how that plays out in the off season. Maybe that's a topic we can touch on, but uh, do you have anything else here before we cut out?
1: Nope. That's about it. Uh, hopefully the Americans kind of make an, an, uh, a nice push here to the end as, as maybe people start to get healthy and, and other seasons start to end. Um, hopefully good things because we're going to need some of those guys to step up and have a nice playoff run here. Uh, so they can hopefully make the jump next year. Otherwise, you might be in some
0: trouble. <laughs> I agree. So uh, for Chad and Bill, we are out of here this week. Uh, we will talk to you soon. I'm not going to promise you it will be next week, but we'll kind of see how things go. We'll talk to you soon. I'm uh, in Disney
1: World, so it will not be next so week. So
0: it will not be next week because Bill's in Disney World, unless I get really bored and want to talk to you about nothing, which I doubt <laughs> I will. Uh, so thanks for listening. We will talk to you again soon. I promise that it will be soon. Um, so... Try to enjoy the rest of the hockey we have left here, and let's get through it together. So I'll hit the outro music, and thanks again for listening. See ya.
1: Yeah.